everyone. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Front. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and join me this afternoon. Often I'm going live on Wednesdays and Sundays. That's my regular episode of The Front. And that is, uh, we do the live leadership lessons on Wednesdays. Then I do the, the podcast and the training videos on Sundays. So today is a very special time because I have an opportunity to do a live leadership lesson with Evan Carmichael, who's going to be with me in just a moment. A quick reminder, if you would check out leadthe-team.net for free sales training, for motivational content, and for leadership tips. And I am going to get with Evan Carmichael on this live leadership lesson right after this. This show is about motivation, positive attitudes, and taking action. Let's get pumped. Forge the path. Get fired up. Thanks for tuning in to Lead the Teams, the front. And now, your host, Mike Phillips. Yes, and we are live right over here on my left. I think on my left, maybe right, depending on where you're looking at it. I've got Evan Carmichael this afternoon. Evan, how are you doing this afternoon, man? Awesome, Mike. Thanks for the love. I love that announcer voice intro you got. And and I was going to say the lion logo you have is fire, but it, yeah. it like actually is fire. Like the lion is actually fire. So I, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I take this I want a shirt. With... Where's I want to I want to I want to I want to fire shirt, man. You got We got to make that happen. I've got uh, I got the shirts, man. I'll, I'll get you after this. I'll get with with uh, your address and I'll get you a shirt, my man. So, hey, thanks, uh, man. Thank you for going on the show with me this afternoon. Just real quick for some of the viewers or listeners that may be tuning in uh, live, please do me a favor, guys and gals, share the video. That would be great to get it out there. Uh, for the people that are tuning in with us, whether it's live or whether it's later, Evan, would you just real quick give a maybe one or two minute, what business is it that, that you're in? What fires you up? What is it that you do, uh, if you would, for just one second? Yeah, I'm fired up to solve the world's biggest problem, untapped human potential. I think most people either don't know what they should be doing uh, or they know, but they don't believe in themselves enough. I think everybody has Michael Jordan level talent at something and they have to find it, believe in it and push it for the rest of their lives. Uh, I think I'm most well known for my YouTube channel where I have a lot of content that helps mostly entrepreneurs, but anybody who's kind of chasing success start to win. I've got two books there behind me for those who can see. And uh, I'm just, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur as long as I can remember. And uh, I want I want to solve the pain of other entrepreneurs to have it not struggle as much to uh, build your business. Absolutely, and I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm a huge fan, I follow your channel. I think you put out a ton of amazing content for people that are in business and entrepreneurs. And, and really, actually, anybody, who, who was it? There was a quote on your website that said, Evan, is, you're, you're like an inspiration and motivational video DJ. Right. Like right. You, you have so much content to put out there and the way you blend it together and put it out. It's it's amazing. So I'm going to dive right into this as far as leadership, as far as somebody getting into whether it's entrepreneurship, management, leadership. If somebody is headed into a new role, because that's one mm -hmm. of the things that you, you said, untapped human potential, they're headed somewhere new. What are a few things that you think they should do first in their approach to that? I think if you're heading to a new role, I would start with trying to find people who have been in that role before and model their success. I'm a huge believer in modeling success. It's what a good chunk of everything that I preach is all about. So find people who've done it, 
if you're in a company, then look to other leaders who've gone ahead of you, ideally your boss, uh, but if you don't have a great boss and somebody else in your organization who is in a, a higher position that can teach you something, if you're an entrepreneur getting started, I'd look to your heroes. If it's Steve Jobs or Oprah Winfrey or whoever it is that you look up to, there's a lot that you can learn, not maybe from what they're doing right now, like how Oprah makes an extra million dollars now may not be relevant, but how she got started zero to one, the the trials and tribulations, how she you know built up from nothing. There's a lot of lessons in there and there's also a lot of motivation. So default, when I'm starting something new, I, I recognize that I am not the first person to try to solve this problem before. It's been solved many times before, and I want to find the people who have done it and learn from them so I can succeed faster. I think that's a really strong uh, statement there. Is that? Let me ask you, is that how you got the name? Because your YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash modeling the masters. Was that kind of the theory behind it was model the other people that have come before you? Yeah, it, it's it's the shortcut. You're like you still have to do a lot of work. It doesn't mean that there's no work, but if you can shortcut that path by learning from someone else, and right. that's what I learned early in my business. Bill Gates saved my company. I never met Bill Gates, but his story of how he built Microsoft saved my business from from going bankrupt, from like me shutting down and having to go get a job. Me studying how Bill Gates built Microsoft is the thing that saved my company, and so I'm a huge believer in modeling success. Absolutely. That's fire, man. So uh, leadership versus management, because when you're modeling people, are do you consider them on your end? Are they the same thing? Are they something different? Are they independent from one another, leadership and management? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't get too caught up in definitions that often. Okay. You know, like what's an entrepreneur? Can you be an entrepreneur and be in a corporation? I don't know. If you think you're an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur. Go for it. I think leadership... The, the biggest thing with leadership is you have to want the person underneath you to win more than you want them to win with you. And I think that's one of the hardest lessons for a lot of people. So the people on my team, I want them to win as people more than I want them to win with me. And so that, that means that for a while, we're going to be running parallel paths. I think okay. the people you meet in your life, you're going to run parallel paths with. So even Mike and I on this show, we're running a parallel path for the next 20 whatever minutes, right? Awesome. We, and hopefully we'll connect again in the future and ongoing. But the people on my team, maybe they'll be with me for three months. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's forever. Maybe it's maybe it's 20 years and then they retire. But for most people, there's some kind of expiration. There's some kind of path where at some point it makes sense that they need to they need to leave me. And that's awesome. And if I recognize that, then I'll push them away. And so you have to care about them as people and you have to want them to grow. In any organization, the bigger your team gets, the less you actually have an impact on the company. So I've got 24 people on my team right now. And as much as I'm the face of everything that I do, my team touches way more stuff than I do. I'm, I'm the public facing person, but my team is doing, while I'm talking to Mike here, more videos are going live on my YouTube channel. We go three right. times a day on YouTube. We go six times a day on Instagram. Like my team is helping all of that magic happen. And so the best investment that you can make as a leader is to put it back into your team so that if they are all growing, if they're all having success, if they all feel like you care about them as a human, then you get not just their minds, but you get their heart and souls. And that's when they give you the best of them. That's the real magic, right? The heart and soul. Let, let me ask you a, a Another question, and maybe this steers off of leadership a little bit at the same time, because sure. you, you brought up and, and I know you are all about uh, much love and ha hashtag believe, right? And yep. as far as you've brought your team up several times, what are, uh, 
what are some things since you are the leadership of your company that you do because your team is putting out so much content it, it, for it's just crazy it's too much to keep up with sometimes for an individual you got to go back and watch it so it's good that it's archived there what are some things that you do to continue to encourage creative thinking within your organization so I meet with everybody in my organization on a regular basis. The the super important people I'm meeting every week, uh, the depending on projects and what we're working on right now. But at least every quarter, I'm meeting with everybody on my team. Not not as a, hey, how are we doing on this project? But how are you doing as a human? Like, what do you want to work on? Are you happy with the work? Do you want to get better at something? Is there anything that's interesting for you that you want to work on that maybe we could tie into the business somehow? And those often lead to some fruitful conversations because you can't assume that the person who joined you five years ago is still interested in the same things now as they were when they first started with you. The other thing that I found really helpful is we're all Facebook friends. And I think I think a lot of times when people ask to be a Facebook friend or they follow you on Instagram, they're, they're worried that, oh, my boss is following me. And you have to give them permission to like if if they're posting a picture of them having fun at a party that you're not you know calling them out the next day. But I've learned a lot about my team through what they're posting on Facebook and some of their interests. So one of the guys, for example, uh, he has English as a second language and he posted something about wanting to improve his English. And it's never come up in my conversations with him on the one on ones, but he posted it to his Facebook. And so I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity. Like if his English gets better, it'll help my company too. It helps him as a human and it helps my company as well. And so sure. we're always looking for ways through their uh, their personal posts of what we might be able to do to help them. Uh, everybody in my, in my company goes through the one word process. Uh, I have a book called Your One Word. Uh, and it's basically figuring out your most important core value. So somebody who values freedom, as an example, mm-hmm. I know... You know, don't micromanage this person because they're not going to be too happy with it. <laughs> Somebody who really values uh, creation, they need to be in a really creative role. Don't give this person the same thing to do over and over and over and over and over again. And so when you understand the people on your team and what they value most, not their skill set, not what they're good at, but their core values as a human, then it teaches you how to be a better leader for them. And I think ultimately that's your responsibility. That I absolutely agree with you. I think it's interesting that you bring up you're connected to your team on Facebook. You know, a lot of people will use Facebook for networking, but a lot of people are very much more uh, close to the vest. So they're keeping it, uh, you know, Facebook is for my family and friends. And it's funny, I have several of my team watching on Facebook. I've got it running uh, in the, the side here. And I'm connected with my whole team on Facebook as well. And it, it, you say there's no judging, but it definitely, uh, it, well, there's not judging. It does lead to some really good conversations. I would wholeheartedly agree with, with you there. So as yeah, far- we, I mean, we also, sorry, we also built the no. Facebook group just uh-huh. for our team. And, and we try to recognize wins in the company. So I made my wife actually the chief heart officer of the, of the company. And, cool. and she's in charge of kind of recognizing everybody and keeping track of their anniversary dates with the company, their birthdays, and just sharing any kind of wins. So, for example, there was an um, elementary school that just posted on Twitter this mm-hmm. week about how uh, their sixth graders are, are reading your one word in their class and trying to figure it out. Oh, that's and fantastic. so I shared that to the group today and everybody's, you know, super happy. And they had this great picture of this this girl holding the book and 
here's the thing like as the leader as the, as the front of the company i get all the good stuff i get everybody i get mike saying man i love your content i love your videos it inspires me i get all of the accolades and all the good stuff and a lot of my team they miss that not that they necessarily like crave it and need to be up front but they just don't know the person who's behind the scenes editing my videos isn't isn't watching this right now because she's working editing my videos right. and so sharing the wins to say hey like look what we're doing like that book that we all worked so hard together on to make happen two years ago, it's still being read and it's being used and it's impacting kids in sixth grade. And so it's like a, a chance to constantly reconnect. When you can connect the work that they're doing to the end customer and the results that are being received, that's when you start to win. Because a lot of the people who are behind the scenes, they never see the results of their work. And so it's right. easy to get locked into well, I show up to work and do another video or do another XYZ accounting behind the scenes. But like, no, like your work matters. What you did, you helped make this book. The, the person who copy read that book and found all these typos and made it, you know, make sense. They're part of the win. And now that's being read by sixth graders. And so like trying to constantly, we have a reminder to at least once a week post a win in the company, whether it's um, a tweet like that, whether it's an, an amazing comment from our YouTube channel, just to remind everybody that the work that you do really matters. It's the digital high fives in addition to the the in-person high fives, right? No, that's awesome. Yeah. So what on, you know, while celebrating wins, I think is is important, being that you are the, the, the leader in your organization, what do you think are some of the, and this could be for yourself or for other people, because you have uh, engaged with so many other leaders and executives and entrepreneurs, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes, Evan, that leaders make? The, the number one mistake I see for early leaders is they, they see the people on their team as just somebody to fill a role. You know, it's like, I'm almost outsourcing my work and especially for entrepreneurs where it's like, Oh, I finally, I, I I'm growing my team. I don't have to do this work anymore. You take care of it. And, and they treat them like a monkey or, or a robot. Uh, and, and not that you have to treat them badly. It's just that you don't care enough. Like this is a human being. You have to care about their growth. You have to care about what, what they care about. You have to get to know them. It doesn't mean you have to be some super extrovert in the life of a party, but spending time to get to know all the people on your team individually, what drives them, what their motives are, what their goals are, and, and then trying to help them achieve those things, whether it's inside your business or not, I think it's really important. Um, I look at my my camera guys as an example. I have a series on my channel called um, Becoming where it's, uh, it's, it's me helping out other entrepreneurs or me speaking. And I've got a, a, I've got a guy who like follows me around and, and films it. And right. his goal was he wants to create a Netflix special. That's his long-term goal. Like he wants okay. to create his own movies, have it on Netflix. That's his goal. Great. I'm, I'm a stepping stone to getting there, right? So sure. maybe he's with me for a year or three years or five years, or maybe he never ends up wanting to go to the Netflix special. But my goal is I want, I want him badly to get the Netflix special. And I want my videos to be the ones that he uses to get the Netflix special. So when he's showing his portfolio work, I want him to show my videos. And so it's that co-creation, like what you make has to help my mission grow, but we're creating together. So how can we take your vision of having a Netflix special and then make my, my work, my video series more artistic or whatever your vision is to help make that happen. So I love that process of co-creation and, and I ultimately I want to see those people win, but a lot of people would just hire and say, great, I got a guy to actually film. So I don't have to film anymore here. Here's what you do. Go. 
as opposed to actually caring about them as a human. Right. No, I, th I think that's big. What? So let me ask you a question as far as because you have a lot of people that do look to you. There's a, a, what, one and a half million subscribers on your YouTube channel. You have the people you're directly involved in. You have all kinds of other uh, arms and legs out out there on social. And so you have a lot of people that look to you for for mentorship and continued growth. Who is someone that you turn to for mentorship? Who do you look to to continue to grow? It's a great question. Uh, at the core of all of that is my parents. Uh, for those who are watching the video version of this, I have a picture of them on the wall behind me in my office. I'm about I'm about is nine that... years old in that picture, and uh, and so they taught me to believe. They would always tell me, "I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything that I want." And uh, so that's a constant reminder when I walk into my office when I look at that every day. They didn't teach me about entrepreneurship per se, or even necessarily leadership, more just how to be a good human being. Uh, and so that's at the core of everything that I am. And then from there, I've learned from everybody that I've touched just in different ways. And so I've also got Steve Jobs on my wall. Yeah. I like learning how to be a visionary from Steve Jobs. I don't want to learn how to be a father like Steve Jobs. Right, sure. So you can pull different things from different people. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people make a mistake on. So when we talk about modeling the masters, back to our kind of the earliest part of this conversation, I think you can learn from anybody who's had success. And I think a lot of people box themselves in and say, I only want to learn from somebody who looks like me, from somebody who came from the same upbringing as me, from somebody who went to the same kind of schools as me or is the same religion as me. Like if somebody looks the exact opposite of me, but they have something to teach me, I want to learn from that person. And the only thing you're doing is boxing yourself in if you refuse to learn from people who don't look like you. I think that's a really good point. Also, I just as far as because I've been guilty of that where I look at and it's like, well, that's just that one person. I want to model just that one person. But I think that's really valuable where you're saying, look, don't just model the one person, model some aspects of each of these people. It's like you're the uh, one of my friends says, hey, the 10 rules of success videos are, are great. He says here in the sidebar, it's because you have different pinpoint targets that people can learn from on each of those individuals. And you really accentuate right. the positives on stuff like that. Well, and, and if, listen, if you only learn from one person, that person will let you down because you don't want to be that person. You want to be the best version of you, which you can learn something from that person. It's like if you love Elon Musk and how visionary mm -hmm. he is and how big thinking he is, but then you find out that he does drugs, you know, it's like, what? great, still <laughs> learn from him on visionary stuff. Just don't do drugs, right? Like it's not right. that now you have to go find somebody else. Just don't learn that side from him or he's been divorced how many times and like, great, don't don't date or get married like him. Like learn that from somebody else, you, maybe from your neighbor or your grandparents. Like, awesome. It doesn't mean you can you need to discount everything Elon Musk says. Just take the piece that you admire about him and discard the rest. I Yeah, I would agree with that, too, because uh, as, as you're talking and I'm just thinking about it, it's like, well, gosh, there there's still a lot of it. it, it part of the and this may be off subject, but part of the thing is the media helps swing us. You look at somebody like that, and if it is somebody that you valued parts of, then all of a sudden there's all this negative media, and it's like, oh, well, I can't be associated with that. That's one of the things I really would compliment you on because you, you and I were even talking just a, a couple minutes before the show here, and uh, it, you do a really good job at accentuating the positives only, even of some people that are a little bit controversial from time to time. So um, yeah. 
the the uh, well, I think, uh, and I think that that's our job. Like we are media. Like right. the front is media. Absolutely, I am media. Yes. Right. So if, if people are tired of the negative news that's being shown on CNN or wherever else, it's like, but you love Mike. Awesome. How many shows have you done, Mike? Like there's two episodes every week. Right. Watch those. You get filled with positivity and leadership lessons. That's maybe a good idea. Right. And so media has been decentralized. There's whatever you want to go off and get, there's somebody with a positive message who can help you get it. And so like my mission is to spread believe. And so everything that I, that's my one word, everything that I create always has a positive message to it. Uh, it would be actually easier to grow my channel if I did the top 10 stupidest things Donald Trump has said, you know, like right. I'm sure like that video would take off sure. whether you love Trump or you hate him. Uh, and then I could do the same thing, the top 10 stupidest things Obama ever said, and people would hate that. And like, that would grow up too, but I just don't, it's not the message I want to create. Like I choose positivity. I choose believe. And so everything always has a positive, a positive impact. And I think what, one of the things you said that's really important there is it's a choice. It's a choice. You, you have that, you have the opportunity to make the decision. So um, what do you do outside of, because obviously you're heavily involved in, in YouTube and I know uh, in, in your uh books and such and and if, if for anybody that follows you has an idea of some a, maybe a little window into your personal life but what else mm -hmm. do you do to ensure that you are growing and developing yourself and you're staying on the forefront because i think it's important you know you said you have those 24 people that work for you and that you're probably mentoring many in several uh ways and you're connected with so what are you doing in areas to stay out on the forefront out in front of them so you can continue to mentor them grow so that your business continues to grow and flourish yeah i think first you have to understand what your learning style is and then build that in somehow into your daily routine or at least weekly routine so if you love reading great like Lock that into your calendar that every night or once a week or whatever it is, you're reading a new book. For me, I'm a visual learner. I love, I love seeing, I love seeing. So videos are the best for me. Sure. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching all the videos that go on my channel. I'm consuming it. So I'm learning. I, I create my videos selfishly for me and then I share it with the world. So if I haven't learned something or, or it's been thought provoking in some way from a video, it doesn't go up. Like we have 5,000 plus videos on the channel. That's crazy. That's a ton that of That are videos. public? <laughs> right. I only do three a day. But but we have 6,000 total. Like there's a thousand videos that never saw the light of day. And if I haven't learned from it, it doesn't go up. But why is it? Is it uh, because and so, like, you don't, uh, of those thousand videos, is it because you want to keep some of them private for, for other uses? Or is it something that it said, hey, no, that didn't meet the, that didn't meet the standard. That doesn't meet believe. I can't do that. Yeah, a mix of both. Okay. You know, like. So, for example, we did a video on 50 Cent. We did a top 10 video on 50 Cent, the singer. And my team put it together. We spent a lot of time. They spent a lot of time doing it. And it was okay. It was good. But just wasn't good enough. Okay, you know, like right. it needed to be better. Like like three of the points didn't hit home enough. And I, I didn't want to put the stamp on. Like we need to make this better. And so they went back and researched more. I went back and researched more. And we came up with something I liked a lot better. We put it out. It ended up getting to 50 cents somehow. I don't know 50 cent, but he, he put it on his Facebook page. He, he tweeted it out. He shared it to his audience and the video blows up. Now, not all the videos hit the celebs and they end up sharing it. Right. But 
you like you have to be proud of the videos that you put up or, or or the product that you make or the service that you're selling you have to be proud of it and i think to the idea of core values that's i think the essence of leadership is figuring out what do you stand for and then staying true to that when faced with opposition so i will put out a video that has a believe positive message even though it likely hurts my channel's growth compared to what i could do that's leadership I will, I will not put out a video that I don't resonate with in some way, because even if it's something that would pop and take off, that's leadership. It's easy to do the right thing when, it, when it's, when you're going to win. It's sure. harder to do the right thing when you're going to lose or when you're not going to grow or as much you or when you have to get rid or when you don't know, or when you have to get rid of your star performer, like doing the right thing when it's hard is leadership. And then that becomes the shield and it becomes the lesson for everybody else who's on your team. That's great. So the kind of as we're as we're winding down here, uh, because I for as far as leadership and business, you've heard many people say, hey, look, passion is a huge deal in business, right? If you find your passion, if you think you found your passion, you pour everything into that. And then by igniting and fueling your passion, that's going to make you successful. Right. So what what advice? What, first, let me I'm going to shift gears here. What is it in Evan's life? What are you most passionate about? Is it YouTube? Is it the entrepreneur stuff? Is there a blend? Can you sum that up in like one sentence? I think I know what you're going to say here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I want to solve the world's biggest problem. And, and I believe that right now YouTube is my best way to do it. Uh, I'm getting heavy into Instagram. I think that's another great way. But I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not religious about YouTube. In, in five years, YouTube will not be the same beast it is now. It may be bigger, it may be worse. But in, in 10 years, we're going to be on the front and, and, and Mike's going to be coming to you in, in a holographic form in front of you or VR lands here, right? And, and YouTube may not be the leader there. I'm not, I don't care about the platform. I, I care about having the impact. It's about the So message. whatever platform that is, that's where I'm going to be. That's great. So how if, if people are looking for their passion... Could you sum up one yep. or two ways? What advice would you give to somebody that is really trying to find, hey, I'm trying to find what lights me up. Like I'm going to my day in, day out job. Here's what I'm doing. Here's yep. what I've got to do because I got to pay the bills. But how would yep. you advise someone? Here's here's where you start. Here's what Evan Carmichael says. Here's where you start finding yep. your passion. Super important. Um, and, and what I go through is the who, the why, and the how. Uh, and so this might be my next book. Just dropping it here. Dropping some knowledge here. Um, I think I think 90% plus of America wakes up and drives to a job that they hate. And they're looking for escapism, which is why they'll binge on Netflix when they get home because they forget about their crappy life and getting gross in something else. So the who, the why, and the how. The who is what do you stand for? You're human, you're, what are you all about? Your one word, your most important core value. That gives you the rock to stand on. That, that prevents you from going down the wrong path and being swayed by other people's values. So mine is believe. That doesn't tell me what I should be doing, but I'm all about belief. So if, if you're going to come and be a negative person or put somebody down, uh, that doesn't fly around me. Like you're not in my life. You're going to change. You're not in my life. So you're understanding your core value is the first step. That's the who. Uh, the why is next. So I believe your purpose comes from your pain. I believe the thing that you should be doing is because you went through something painful and you want to make life easier for other people. I think 99.98% of humans are built to serve. Like if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving your, your fellow man enough, either in a, in a, in a big way, like I want to serve billions of people or right. just in the 25 closest people to you. 
your 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 husband, your wife, your kids, your extended family, your, your community. But everybody wants to serve. If you're not happy, you're not serving enough. And the way that you serve is often from the thing that was so painful for you. You want to make sure nobody has to go through that ever. So for me, I struggled so much as an entrepreneur that I felt so low. I felt worthless. I felt like I brought no value. I felt like like the lowest human being on the planet. And so I want to try to help other entrepreneurs not feel that same feeling. And so that's the motivation behind all of my work. And so, you know, the who is my one word. The why is because I struggle so much as an entrepreneur. Your purpose comes from your pain. Okay, then then it gets to the how. So I know what I believe. I know I want to help entrepreneurs, but how do, how am I going to do that? There's lots of ways to do it. And where I think a lot of people get locked up is they're chasing the end result. So I want to help entrepreneurs, but there's a lot of ways to actually help entrepreneurs. Like if I help an entrepreneur, you know, move into their new office, I'm helping them. I enjoy the result, but I don't enjoy moving things. And so <laughs> sure. you have to, you have to think about what's the process that you love. Like if you're going to host a podcast, you better like interviewing people, you know, like you <laughs> might, you, you might love the results of all the comments who say, man, that was such a great podcast. Thank you for changing my perspective. But if you don't love interviewing people, you're never going to be the best. And so start to think about the activities that you actually enjoy the process of, and you would do even if you weren't getting paid for. And so those, those three things, when you can combine them, then you, you're unstoppable. So so the who, your most important one word, core value, the why, your purpose comes from your pain, and then the what, like what are you actually going to be doing to accomplish that? That's great. I'm just sitting here grinning year to year because I think it's so it's so awesome that you're sharing this this wisdom. And it, for me, it feels like it's one on one. I know we're putting it out and it's it's media all <laughs> over, but for me, it's it's one on one. So it's fantastic. So kind of coming to a close here. Uh, what, anything that you would, uh, want to share to take us out, any kind of final thoughts or final comments for somebody coming up in business management, leadership, entrepreneurism, right? Yeah, I would say just make today count. I I think, I think, uh, we have to flip patience and impatience. I think people are very, uh, impatient with the results. You want results ASAP, but then you're very patient with yourself. Like, yeah, well, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, do, I'll put that off. I don't have to do that right now. Where you want to flip it. You want to be patient with the results, but impatient with yourself. Like today matters. I go in to every day wanting to create something that I hope to show my grandkids. Like this interview. I want my grandkids to see it. I want I want to show my interview with Mike. I want to put it out there. I want my grandkids to see it. That's my intention. I may not always get that. I may suck. This might be my worst interview of all time. I don't know. But like going in, (laughs) going in is my intention, right? And so you may not always get the results, but if you can be proud of the effort, you go into every day with the intention of like, I want to do something today that that I want my grandkids to see, or I want to be able to tell them this story, what happened today. If that's always your intention on on a daily, then I guarantee you, your life one year from today, if you do that every day, your life one year from today would look dramatically different than where you are right now. Well, I would agree with you on that. Too. All, all, all I keep saying is, yeah, Evan, I would agree with you. I think everything you have to share is absolutely <laughs> awesome. And I will tell you what, you're probably a ways away from grandkids, but I hope your grandkids see this too, because I think that would be awesome. That would be, I, I hope my grandkids see it. I'm probably closer than you are from what I know of you, I think. So, uh, Evan, thank you so much for taking the time to share some wisdom with uh, my audience today, for for sharing wisdom with the whole social media sphere. 
I really, really appreciate it. And and I know your time is is very valuable. And I think the information you shared here is extremely value, valuable. So thank you. I appreciate what, you. Man. What episode number is this for you? Uh, the, well, for for my live leadership lessons or overall, because I've got the, Either the, one. Live, the live leadership lessons. You are, I believe, my 20th guest. Overall, I'm on about 310, I think. Cool. Uh, I, I want I want to come back and be uh, guest number five hundred. Uh, done. Absolutely. For the done. overall, if you're at so, three, if you're at three something now, five hundred. Okay. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna okay. do it again. I absolutely. I will take you up on that. I'll hold you to it, man. So I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I'll, I'm I'll looking have to forward look at to the it. exact number. And for for number five hundred episode, you're you're in out of out of my video. So thank you. For Stay that tuned, challenge. guys. Stay tuned. Stay, it's coming. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so thank you again to Evan, and I will tell you what, that's taken us out for today's episode of The Front and this live leadership lesson. Thank you everybody for taking the time to tune in and join us today. Again, please do me a favor, share the video on your social media. I'll be re-premiering this video next uh, Wednesday at its regular time as well for the podcast and the video episodes. I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in and join me today. Make sure also cruise on over to leadtheteam.tv, subscribe to the YouTube channel there so you can get all of the updates and all of the episodes. And then you heard it here. Evan's coming back for episode number 500. So I hope you're having an amazing day wherever it is that you're at. And until we speak next, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and days. We'll talk to you soon, everybody.